Thank you for listening to the first ever RIT Nerds podcast, brought to you by Prepare for Rescue, RIT Ops, and Adapt and Overcome Training. Stay tuned for more episodes to pop up onto your screens, as we're planning on dropping a new episode every month. All right, so we're recording right now. Um, so I think uh, the best way to do this, you know, we'll keep the, the intro episode to like 20 or 30 minutes. So what that allows us to do is kind of in a few minutes, I'll just say, okay, everybody be quiet for five seconds. And then <clears throat> I'll just say in a quick intro, like, uh, welcome to uh, the first ever Rit Nerds podcast. And on this uh, episode, we just want to introduce ourselves and kind of get into the motivation of why, why we decided to do this. And then I'll, we'll just go to each one of you guys, kind of give your, your background, a five-minute background. I'll do the same. Um, in between each other talking, this, this makes editing a lot easier. If, if we all kind of take a pause in between each other talking, it allows me to cut video or cut the audio a lot cleaner. Um, okay. on, the, on the first time, it wasn't hard, but there's definitely some some pieces in there that we wanted to take out. And because it was like a run-on sentence, you had to really, <laughs> really time it. And it, not just the, that we're talking, it's that we kind of like, we're each ready to go with, with the topic. So as soon as Nate stops talking, I jumped right in like, damn it, if I had just waited two seconds, to talk, there would have been an easy cut there. So, um, and that way it'll allow us to, I can talk with Chad later uh, in the week or something and we'll get a quick uh, record or a record of him. And then I'll just cut it and paste it right in there. And then, um, yeah, yeah. Does that cool. sound good to you guys? <clears throat> yeah. um, Nate, I think you're kind of the guy who got this whole thing going. So are you comfortable with giving the, a little bit of a background on how we started this? Cause I, you kind of connected the dots. I, on this. I would kind of blame Ron, but sure. yeah, we're probably going to go, <laughs> we'll probably end up going around in circles. I tried to go back to the beginning of the group message on Instagram, but I just got too, too distracted. It was taking way too long to scroll through all those messages. To see like who actually put that thing together. Well, it all started when Ron asked me if I would keep helmets on or off. I think. And then we started chatting. And then he added in Chad. And then me and you were talking separately, James, or Jim. Fuck, we, it's gonna we, take me forever, man. We were Jim, arguing Jim. over the face mask, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were going over the face mask stuff. Yeah. And then because I was already having conversations with Ron, and he added in Chad, I was like, well, I might as well just add in Jim. Yeah. And then, Boom. Cool. All right. Well, don't talk too much. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, no, because I want to save it for, you know, in a couple minutes. Cool. Sure. Oh, I'm glad to see the audio or the video is working a little better this time. Well, this time I'm in my boy's room. Nice. Are they? Oh yeah. The fire helmets and the fire <laughs> truck bed, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got the pump panel on the end. The diamond plate. Nice. Yeah. And that, that's my happiest arts and crafts I did for him. <laughs> Got my old my old name plated off my first set of gear and just weaved a bunch of webbing on a bit of canvas and stuck it on there. Cool. All right. Um I'll do a quick little countdown. You guys ready to go? And what we'll do is um in a minute, bud. Okay. Don't don't worry about, you know, 
distractions or anything you guys have listened i'm sure to enough podcasts where guys are doing it with their kids around and it happens um the video if the video kind of gets bad um i'll just do what i did on the last ones where i'll just put up the the front screen on the youtube thing and and we'll just that way that that's how we'll put it up to youtube if uh, if one of us is picking our nose or something because i know i did that a couple times in the first one drinking a beer yeah, well, beer's good, whiskey's good, <laughs> coffee's good. Just you know, no one wants to see the 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 gold digging that I was doing. So, <laughs> I guess before we get started, too, I just want to say thanks, Jim. You put I can only imagine the amount of work you put into it. So, it's uh, much. it's interesting, man. It's uh, it's not hard, and it was kind of cool to learn. And there's a lot more learning, and I definitely will be reaching out to you guys for some some assistance. But um, I don't like it's going to be really hard to, for us to all kind of edit stuff on our own. You know what I mean? I think my kind of vision right now for this is if like, Ron, if you, if you are able to have a conversation with uh, somebody up there and you, want, you think it'd be a good podcast, man, just sit down and record it and right. then throw it out to me and, uh, and we'll just turn it into an episode. and. <clears throat> that way, you know, I'll just do a quick intro, I'll record a quick introduction, throw it up there, uh, end it with uh, a goodbye or whatever, and and then we're good to go. Um, and that way, it doesn't always have to be us sitting here on Zoom, or because um, this is hard to do for all of us. And then if we have some guests and and we can get uh, times and we can all sit here and listen, at least listen uh, to the conversation. And then, um, yeah, you know, I think we could easily get the first four or five up and out in the next uh, month, you know, with this one. And then this, the one we did being two episodes, really, that's three episodes. And, um, and then, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to do one a week at all. So I think we shoot for one every month for the first year and see how yeah. that goes. Um, and then, uh, if everything's going well, you know, in a month or two, maybe I'll get a, a SoundCloud account and that way we can easily just do the longer episodes without having to worry about breaking them out. But cause some, some conversations you just don't want to stop, you know? Yeah. But, well, I, I mean, to be honest, there's so many dang podcasts out there doing more. I mean, I don't even know if we've got to be worried about one month, to be honest with you. I find like I'm always trying to play catch up, so we don't need to flood flood the market anymore it's already true yeah no right. that's good yep cool all right um you guys good to go yeah yeah oh, my dog went. this is weird it's uh i don't know why i'm nervous but i'm nervous um cool all right good afternoon everyone welcome to the first ever writ nerds podcast uh thanks for listening and uh Today's episode, really all we want to do is, is kind of give you the background of who we are and why we got started. Um, we've already recorded a couple episodes, but we figured before we drop those, we'd give you a quick introduction to, to who we are and what we're about. And uh, yeah, so I'll get started and uh, kick it off to you, Nate. Yeah. Hello, I'm Nathan Pocock. I live in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Um, I'm the token Canadian of the group. We, uh, yeah, been in the fire service starting in 2008, volunteering with the East Soup Volunteer Fire Department. 
2011, I got hired here in the city. Uh, been here ever since, still working here. Uh, 2015, joined uh, Canadian Task Force One, Heavy Urban Search and Rescue, and the city's technical rescue team. Uh, same year, we started Prepare Four, which is a firefighter training company that we run out of Vancouver here with uh, six of us teaching NFPA 1407 and Force One Tree and a few other things. But yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Uh, huge passion for, for RIT. All sort of started with a series of events myself and then uh, tied into trying to get a bunch of questions answered early on in my career from events that I had to deal with and uh, happening around me and couldn't, couldn't get them anywhere here by myself traveling far and wide to find the answers to the questions. And from there, I started to uh, build up the program itself so nobody else in the province would have to travel that far uh, to get the answers like I did. Um, yeah, that's me. Cool, man. That's, uh, that's a pretty good, pretty good introduction there. Um, how about uh, Ron? Why don't you go next? <clears throat> uh, Ron Burgess Jr. I'm from Seymour, Connecticut. I've been a volunteer in Seymour for about 18 years now and started through the junior program. Um, I grew up at the firehouse, basically. I lived across the street from it. My father became a chief through it. So I was kind of already fed what I wanted to be, or not that I knew of, but at the time. But about five years ago, I was hired at the Westport Fire Department, where I worked full time. and. Um, probably about seven years ago now, started a page many people may recognize on Facebook called Truck Floor Training with a couple of good buddies of mine. And um, that ran its course for, for me for a few years. Um, at home, we got really heavily involved in RID operations. We were doing one, two calls every other week or so for RIT for uh, a good year or so. And uh, I really needed to up my game into that aspect. Um, Few years, few, few years down the road, I found Nathan here, and we got to talking, and we figured, you know, why is this information so hard to come across, or why can't we figure anything out or answer any questions we have? Um, so coming through each other, we found Chad, and then yourself, James. So, you know, we decided to lock up, and I think the uh, the next couple episodes will be great from what uh, what we discuss. Cool. Thanks, man. Um, all right, Chad, why don't you go next? All right, we'll just do a quick little pause here. And uh, awesome, man. Thank you. All right. And uh, my name is Jim, Jim Kenny. Uh, as Ron and Nate like to say, sometimes uh, I go by James. Um, I'm a third generation firefighter. I work in Fairfax County, Virginia, where I've been working for the last 12 and a half years. I'm a lieutenant there. And I've been volunteering for the last 11 years at Lutherville Volunteer Fire Company in Baltimore County, Maryland. And uh, kind of a two-way start here. What um, got me uh, introduced to you guys was just kind of uh, starting up Adapt and Overcome training a couple years ago and then uh, putting some stuff out there and then through Facebook and Instagram, just kind of going back and forth. Um, what got me into training and specifically into RIT was uh, a line of duty death we had at Lutherville in Baltimore County a few years ago. Um, 
and a lot of you guys, if you're listening, I'm sure you, uh, you're aware of it or you've seen it, but it's the 30 dialing circle line of duty death, um, Mark Falkenham. And, uh, it, uh, it was, uh, the ATF did a video, uh, fire modeling video of it. And it kind of became, uh, this can't think of the good word, but just the forefront of the fire behavior and flow path movement and the close the door uh, piece. And really while we were waiting, because as you guys know, it takes forever. It takes a year plus for a NIOSH report or an internal report, plus these types of things to come out. And while we were waiting for this to happen, there were just so many questions going through our minds about what happened that night. You know, there was very few pictures that you could see um, you, you know, you could listen to the audio and then just to firsthand accounts from friends that were on the scene and you're just, man, I don't understand what happened. And when the ATF put out, uh, the fire modeling, Adam St. John, when he, he came up and showed us that it really clicked. And what that did for me is kind of showed me, uh, that, you know, the way we were training on RIT was not the way that the fire ground works. You know, we've been spending so much time training on RIT to be uh, strictly a recon and air supply uh, operation. And in this case, what we had was a fire uh, mayday. You know, Mark was trapped by fire. And in my head at the time, I was thinking, you know, why, why is this? Why haven't we been talking about uh, water as a RIT? And that's taken me down a long path. And uh, obviously met you guys actually Nate uh, we met a little bit kind of going back and forth arguing a little bit on the internet uh, about an article I put up a few years ago uh, with another line of duty death but um, thankfully uh, you picked that up and called me out and uh, with that we were able to start a good conversation and then you know you introduced me to Ron and Chad and this is where we're at now you know uh, a couple years later and sitting here on a Friday afternoon, trying to get uh, this episode out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what, what our goal here is for our future listeners, if we have any, if not, it's just <laughs> us. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to have some key people in the fire service that either developed products um, and why they developed them to people that have actually been in these situations that we seek information to find from. You know, have them on as guest speakers. And then from time to time, you're going to hear basically a kitchen table discussion between us. So, you know, we hope our feedback or our questions could, you know, make you think or make you ask a question and figure stuff out for yourself or even approach us with it. Yeah. And to jump on that, I, I couldn't agree more, Ron. It's, uh, you know, for, a couple of years now we've been having these discussions and every now and again, uh, a good, uh, FaceTime chat, I should say group chat. And, um, you know, Nate, Nate put out the idea like, man, we, we have a good kitchen table discussion. Maybe we should record this and see, cause I'm sure there's a couple people out there that have the same questions we have and would be interested into how we kind of play through the different answers that we bounce around off of each other to see what may work and which operation. And, discuss our failures and discuss our successes. And, uh, there's so much out there and, you know, uh, yeah, long pause. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, 
I think the big thing is what we've always been doing, right? We, we've been doing this for a couple of years now unofficially. Um, like you say, we've, we've recorded some chats and stuff just for our own records, but it's, it's about having the conversations. I don't know if it's just the people I run into or me myself, I always find it interesting. There's some brilliant firemen out there that are almost scared to talk about RIT or go over RIT stuff because they feel they're not an expert in that area or they're not uh, all that stuff. Because typically when we do all this other stuff, it's like, well, you go, you go get forcible entry training from Captain Morris because the man's forced more doors than anybody in the sun. RIT's kind of a funny phenomenon because do you really want to get trained from a guy who's had 3,000 Maydays under his belt? Because how on earth did he get into 3,000 Maydays? <laughs> right. Um, so you, 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 it's kind of a weird thing. And nobody uh, here is claiming to be an expert on anything. We're just trying to have the conversation so we can learn because RIT's one of those funny things. It's hard to find somebody uh, necessarily with tons of experience like the Captain Morris reference I made with Force and Doors because if you're doing it right, you don't have a lot of those experiences. So it's one of those funny things. I think that's why it's so hard to find the answers to questions um, is because everyone's trying to figure it out themselves everywhere. So hopefully we can all uh, generate those conversations to get to get the answers we're looking for, right? Yeah. Absolutely, man. And I think another thing too, there's, there's a number of reports that have been put out in the last 10 years uh, about RIT operations, not, um, not close call reports, but studies. And I think in our atmosphere here, we can bring to bear the lessons that different fire departments have learned and help them share their, their uh, lessons and their recommendations with everyone, uh, hopefully of our followers and listeners and uh, get that information out. And you know, same thing with the Facebook group that uh, we put up, you know, a, a place where people can come together and share some stories and uh, share their files and find some files on these reports and, and have those discussions and, and get them out in the open so the rest of us can, can learn from them. Yeah, I mean, like you guys said, there's so much information out there um, that's only come out in the last five to ten years. and even some of that is very hard to understand because we don't have the perspective of, of where it came from or how the operations were going that day from some simple videos to firsthand reports or mayday traffic we hear over the air, you know, those reports really help tie in some questions we have. Um, I mean, take a look at project mayday. I mean, thousands of entries and even sorting through that, we still can't gather a ton of information. I'm sorry, we can gather a ton of information, but it doesn't fill in all the pieces, for me at least. You know, I understand what the questions they're looking for or the answers they're looking for. It's just, how did this all happen? Like, you know, I understand so much percentage of this equals so much percentage of that at this time of the day, but it doesn't really identify certain aspects of, of what I'm looking for uh, and answers. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but in my head it does. So. Um, but just having these simple conversations with you guys helps get some of those questions cleared up, you know, whether it's, we should try this, we should try that, or that's not even relevant to what I do. You know, we talk about the hose line and, uh, our last session there, you know, there's a big difference between the four of us on, on what we do with that. So 
I think having this this open forum, you know, especially like the Facebook group, it's really going to help us move forward to somewhere where anybody could find this information. It, it's like you say, the data's hard because because even with Project Media, one of the great things it's finally done is we're starting to focus on the successes as well as right. failure. Before it was all about line of duty deaths, line of duty deaths. That was the only data we were collecting um, with Phoenix study, with Tarver and Asheville study. Like all that stuff is, is fantastic, especially Asheville, which we've talked about before, but it's always been on the line of duties for deaths. And Project Mayday, so we are so heavy focused on that RIT response, RIT response, RIT response, and Project Mayday has transformed that around for us to realize that 93% of internal rescues and stuff like that, and there's much more going on because we can see the successes too, much like uh, Justin McWilliams is doing with uh, the rescue survey and civilian rescues, rather than focusing on civilian deaths, yearly death tolls, also focusing on the successes and finding out what worked, like the frustration all four of us have had with the recent through the floors that have happened, one in uh, Baltimore and the other one was, was it LA County, LA cities? Or no, it was outside of LA, but it fantastic outcome. Four guys went through and they pulled them out. Sounds like it went seamless and perfect, but all of us are going, well, how did they rescue it? How did they respond? What was the technique they used? What, what made it work flawlessly and perfectly in the rescue? We can't find that data. So, going to be nice to hopefully be able to start finding out that data to know what's working for everyone out there so we can start applying that across the board so we don't all have to figure it out when it's our bad day. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, you guys feel good for uh, ending number one right now, and uh, we'll get number two and number three posted up shortly after this one so our followers don't have to wait that long and perfect look look at jim forward. i don't know if you want to just you know feed each you know one of our instagram handles um, sure uh won't you guys give your own and then uh, i'll give mine and we'll go from there go ahead Nate. uh you you should probably go first it's technology <laughs> what's an instagram handle i prepare for <laughs> underscore rescue is that what you're going for <laughs> well i mean to wrap it up i'm trying to figure out how to you know yeah get Don't in worry. touch with <clears throat> i can go back and cut out some of this too so um <laughs> why did you say that with a smirk because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just as uh stuttering as, as you were but yeah um yeah we'll end uh give an end and hey uh you know the episode is supported by all of our individual pages um and then hmm. uh if you guys um yeah hold on let me count down here and i'll start i think that was good what you said you know the episode supported by us individually yeah. so all right hold on all right well thanks Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we just want to let you know that uh, the Rit Nerds podcast and especially episodes one, two, and three are supported basically by ourselves uh, and our individual training groups and pages. So uh, Ron, if you want to give your handles and then we'll, we'll go th through uh, each of ours. Yeah. If you guys want to reach out, ask questions, maybe get on there one day, uh, you can find me at Rit underscore ops on instagram uh just send me a message and i'll get back to you as soon as i see it nate 
Yeah, uh, likewise, everyone wants to uh, ask questions. Um, if you're on the West Coast and you're like me and you find it hard to find anybody to talk to that's within 100 miles of you, um, <laughs> you can find me there on Facebook, prayer for underscore rescue, or on Instagram at prepare for underscore rescue underscore. Awesome. Um, and yeah, if you're, you guys are uh, interested, uh, well, that sounds stupid. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you guys are interested in following uh, my page, Adapt and Overcome Training, you can find us on Instagram, Adapt Overcome Training, and on Facebook, uh, Adapt and Overcome Training. Uh, you can reach out on either of those to any of us. If you have any questions, shoot us a message. Uh, like Ron said, if you have a good story and uh, you think you'd, you would uh, have the courage to come up on here and talk with us and go on, on the air, we'd love to have you and to sit down and talk with you. So, um, yeah, we'll end it there. And everybody have a good afternoon. For sure, man. Thanks again, Jim, for doing all this. Eventually, I will call you Jim 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no fair. His little screen right here says James. So I know, I know, I, uh, <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I guess I mean, Facebook came out. What I was in college, so it was two thousand four or five when I got it, and I don't know yeah. why I put James. I thought it would be more official at that point, you know, versus <laughs> where it is now is a dumpster fire. Some days, um, so I just yeah, keep I, my uh, my double chin right here. <laughs> dude yeah. we all we all have them if we yeah um but yeah i sh i guess i should change that i don't know i just nah, you're good man you're if good. you look at my uh my personal facebook page there's a picture of my dog that's been on the, like well we went hiking like six years ago i haven't <laughs> changed the the picture in so long it just makes life easy that way it does <laughs> and it it's too it makes people it makes it harder and this is probably bad right now but in the past it's made it harder for people to find me which is yeah. kind of how i wanted it <laughs> right i don't i don't do much on my own facebook page at all i you you know use it to see how friends and family are doing but i almost never post anything i leave that to my wife <clears throat> stuff yeah. on the accounts my wife's not on it, so I use it to keep the great grandmas at bay. And grandma. Oh yeah, we've got Otherwise like as I get phone calls all the time. What are they up to? What are they up to? What? Why haven't you sent me pictures? Just yeah, go on we, Facebook and look. <laughs> we have like six text message chains that my wife feeds every oh. morning. Like a hundred messages, just people hitting the thumbs up button. Yeah, oh. yeah. I would throw the phone. Uh, be... Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way some days. I put all the family uh, text chains, though, on silent so they don't ever alert my phone, which is nice because they'll go off at, you know, when you get, when, like, we, you guys, when we're at shift work or something, you're trying to sleep or take a nap or just freaking rest for a minute. Uh, yeah, that's when everybody's messages start interrupting the shit out of you. Yep. Yeah. We my ran. Phone is on permanent silent. I, yeah, uh, I, I, keep it on vibrate most days, but we just got a new app at work called the first do app and it allows all the calls in the County to go to your phone. Um, oh, nice. and they get pre-alerted. So as soon as the call taker hits enter on the first, like they enter the address and comments and decide what type of call it's going to be and hit enter and create a, uh, a, basically an event. 
it pages it out to all the phones. So if you've selected to get alerted for all the fire types, all of a sudden you'll get an address and a like it'll say fire in a building. You're like, oh shit, that's right around the corner. And sometimes it's two minutes until we get dispatched. So as they try and get more information and build the call and the computer finds, you know, who's recommended for it, we're already down the road. So I keep yeah. that at work. I keep it on uh, loud. And that's why I went in and selected the individual text groups. But we ran 17 calls yesterday. And nice. uh, the middle day of the tour, I got, we had six calls after 11 o'clock at night. It's been a long right. week. Sleep has evaded me. I hear that. <laughs> My nights weren't bad at all. That. I was, I had to drive the engine this week and the medic got pounded on the first night and the engine wasn't too bad. I think we only had like three or four runs after midnight. It wasn't bad. Nice. You yeah. guys are running calls and I'm fighting war with the flu in my house. So that, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely would be up all night. I'd rather be up all night running calls than yeah, exactly. with, with the family right now. Have you guys got to deal with this stupid coronavirus at all over there? Not yet. Not yet. Oh yeah. We've already Not had yet. three confirmed cases in the city. Dang shit, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're, we're, we've got a lot of direct flights between here and mainland China. Oh yeah. Yeah. That sucks. I heard somebody went to Mexico with it. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> I survived SARS. I can survive Corona. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bird flu, whatever else they had with it. Whatever else. Like I say, we're, we're Stop. the large, we're the largest trading port in Canada. Oh really? Damn. And it's, yeah, we're responsible for like. So you're the you're the port that the North the North America is gonna get infested from, huh? Yeah. Your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we everything everything goes straight straight to and from Asia from yeah. Vancouver all day. I'd long. say it's too cold up there and it would kill the virus, but you don't even get snow. So no, no. Blows my mind. There right now. Crazy. I drove fast like 70 palm trees to go to Point Roberts today. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> you That's go to Ladner. Ladner is the town next to Point Roberts, and there are all their meridians uh, down the center of the road through the center of town. They've planted just double row of palm trees all the way down. So confusing. So yeah, it's just here, man. It's just here. It was so funny when we were in Mexico because even other Canadians don't get it. But because we were in Cancun, it was a bunch of people from Edmonton and Quebec and Ontario where like there was a family there from Toronto. I'm sitting next to them and I'm like, man, this is so nice. I am not looking forward to going back to the rain. He's like, rain? I'm like, yeah, yeah. rain. And he's, he's like, where are you from? From Vancouver. <laughs> he's like, why is it raining? I'm like, because it's winter time and we get lots of rain in winter. He's like, it's negative <laughs> 42 at home. I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's like plus 10. I'm good. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no, it just hovers down here like above freezing and raining. It's like 33 degrees and raining most of the time in the winter. It, it, I will say we've had, since we got back from Mexico, we've been back a week now. I think we've only had one full day without rain. Nice. Every other day has had had either rained all day or rained for a good part of the day. It's it's wet. Well, last week here it was 
literally 70 degrees out and then yeah. the next day it was sleeting out so yeah yeah it was that warm here too but it didn't get that cold again yeah. it just dropped into the, the coast it's crazy i just got i think i got the windstorm that passed up through you guys jim oh yeah we got crushed last night this morning like uh my wife said uh, in our area they locked down all the schools because a tornado warning came through but uh yeah it's shaking would, the house right now is it Damn, yeah. yeah, it was really windy. Uh, it's still windy out down here, but yeah, it moved like in that weird direction diagonally across the country. I don't care how expensive it gets here. I'm never fucking moving. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't get tornadoes. We don't get hurricanes. <laughs> all we got is the earthquake, and it hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> Yeah, we got all that. We've had, I've had tornadoes, hurricanes. We had an earthquake a couple years ago. Yep. We got to deal we with had, nu- nuclear fallout from D.C. if anything bad happens. We got it, too, right from New York. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had six feet of snow a couple years ago. Lost power for a week. Oh, it was horrible. That's, so. uh, it sounds like where I grew up in Rochester, New York. We yeah. had multiple, every, every other winter, you'd have a power outage for like three to five days during a huge snowstorm. Like the old uh, kerosene heaters, remember those? Yep. Yeah, we Still had got them. Yep, we had them in the basement. That was that we kept part of the house warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we had tolerances and stuff when I was younger, but we lived in the middle of nowhere. So like a windstorm or 